Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Today's topic, we tackled more of a Mythbusters approach. We took, at, we took a look at eight common marketing myths that we hear from either marketers or business owners all the time, some submissions that people had sent in, questions, and look at it from the perspective of, are these myths? Uh, is there some truth to them? How did they sort of come about? Uh, and what's the real answer to these myths? So uh, hopefully you guys find some value here and uh, enjoy the episode. Welcome back. Um, so today we're going to do a bit of a Mythbusters episode. That's right. Uh, we're going to dive into eight common marketing myths that we hear all the time, or just kind of commonly known statements that we believe are myths. And we're going to look at each side of them. And is it really a myth or is there some truth behind it? Or you know, where did it really come from, right? So the first myth that we hear all the time is that marketing is expensive or marketing is too expensive, can't afford to market. So what would you say? Is that a myth? Is that fact? Marketing is expensive. Yeah, I love that one because I've heard that before. I can't afford to market. I'm like, what do you mean you can't afford to market? You can't afford not to market. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like expensive is, you know, basically what are you budgeting? I mean, how much marketing are you really thinking that your business needs? So in my opinion, you know, you can't afford not to market because if you don't market and you're you're looking at your competition, the ones that are growing really fast are the ones that are marketing really hard. Yeah. And it's very noticeable. You can look at it in every industry. We do a lot of competitive analysis here. You look at A, B, and C company, you'd be like, hey, they're doing so well in Facebook or they're doing so well in Google ads. They're doing so well in, in SEO. They're creating a lot of content. And the other client or somebody might be like, yeah, they're not doing a lot of stuff, right? Like they do see that they're, they're taking over. So now all of a sudden they want to market. So I think saying that marketing is too expensive is like a cop out. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I mean, I could speak forever, but yeah. this is a tough one. Because you tell yourself marketing is expensive and you don't budget it and you lose out on profitable clients. So you never generate the revenue that you should have generated. You don't create the profits. You can't even multiply and scale because you never did the first step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, there's two sides of that. One is not marketing or not marketing effectively is definitely expensive. And then bad marketing is super expensive. Any money that you spend that doesn't build your brand, build the following, get in front of your customers, doesn't drive new customers, doesn't drive revenue, then yeah, it's expensive. So if you look at it and you say, okay, if we're effectively marketing, then it's not expensive. I mean, it might be a lot of money, but it's all justified. Marketing expense is justified by the return. So especially now that everything is digital and you can you know, measure 90% of everything that you're doing, there's so many ways that you can figure out a way to get a return you know, not necessarily immediately, but in a reasonable amount of time. The other side of that is there's so many free ways of marketing that, you know, free in the sense of you don't spend capital, it's just spending your own time, right? So there's a lot of stuff that you can do with your own social media accounts, with your your own brain, the knowledge that you do have about your product or your service that you can use to market to promote in ways that you're not taking advantage of today. So it doesn't have to be expensive. I think uh, it's only expensive if you're, like you said, not doing it or and letting competition beat you out or you're spending money on the wrong things. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, it's more of having that awareness that if you continue on that path, it's going to be hard to catch up. We've talked about this in past episodes. If somebody else is creating 18 times more content than you are, 
there's just no way to outrank somebody who's put in the time, right? right. So there's nothing that you can do other than spend 10 times more budget and it just then it's going to be really expensive yeah yeah a lot of times the longer you wait the more expensive it gets if you look um, at it that way all right so number two is marketing is a long-term game yeah how about you bust that one yeah <laughs> is I, it a bit? I think so i mean i think you should always be thinking long term in marketing and business and life Everything. right yeah. i mean you should always have a long-term mindset i think if you have a short-term mindset a lot of times it's it's transactional and i think you can make the wrong decisions because you don't see an immediate return but it doesn't necessarily have to be long-term in the sense of we're just going to spend money forever and you know one day it'll come back come back to us right you should have goals you should have metrics in place and there's plenty of ways to actually see a, a you know quick return um Commonly that we see in terms of the B2B organizations we work with, if you're in an established market where people are actively searching, there's a demand, Google ads, you could you could see, you know, you could argue you could see a a media return, right? Because you could generate leads tomorrow. Sometimes social media ads, social media promotion, short amount of time, you know, three or four months, you could see a return on investment. Um, Your existing contact database and tapping into that email campaigns and nurturing to your existing customers, past customers, cross-sell, upsell opportunities, renewal campaigns. I mean, those are all opportunities for immediate growth uh, in one way or the other. So marketing doesn't have to be a long-term game. There's a lot of things that can be done from a marketing standpoint to see an immediate impact on your business. Love it. Love it. All right. So next myth for you, Solomon, would be um, the other side of that coin is I should always see an immediate return on my investment. And, you know, if I'm not, if I don't see an ROI, cutting it. Yeah. Um, sadly, I talk to business owners every day that have that mindset, mm-hmm. you know. So let's say you're running a, a direct response campaign and you really expect at the, I mean, I've heard it. I've, I follow such and such copywriter and, you know, mm-hmm. Dan Kennedy. I literally have mm-hmm. heard this last week. <laughs> I heard Dan Kennedy. I'm a big follower. Dan Kennedy. I'm like, I love Dan Kennedy too. But not everything has to work that way in life. So is it immediate return? Yes and no. Because right. there's some things, like you said, uh, can bring immediate return. But you never look at building a long-term relationship. I mean, none of the car manufacturers are marketing for just for this quarter sales numbers. Right. They're trying to tell you for long-term, your kids and their grandkids should be buying this car. They're never thinking about just this. So... Um, should you just focus on the low-hanging fruit? Like you said, capture the few people that are interested in it. Fantastic. But if you don't go up you know, that funnel and finding more people that can be a fit, but it might take them three months to become a customer, you're foregoing a lot of that business that yeah. you could have. Yeah, um, definitely so- has to be yeah, campaign-specific um, to answer that question. But if that's the mindset, like, hey, and I need to see a return on investment. If I don't see a return on investment in two months, three months, we're cutting it, we're moving on. Um, I think that's the wrong mindset as well. Absolutely. You ready for number four? I'm ready. Don't spend money where you can't measure it. Yeah, this is a big one uh, to me because I mentioned it in the first point or the second point, whatever that question was, that everything now is digital and we're a digital marketing agency. So we try to measure everything, right? We're very results-oriented. And we're measuring everything from a lead generation standpoint or from a revenue perspective. Are we driving revenue? There's still a lot, the basis of marketing that you can't measure. Example would be brand, right? You can't necessarily measure 
your brand awareness in Google Analytics, right? At least from a, a direct like metric where there's nothing you could look at. So that doesn't mean that it's not effective. In fact, something like that that is a little bit you know less tangible, like brand building a brand, is going to accelerate or you know lighter fluid on the rest of your marketing metrics, right? Because yep. the more brand you have, the more immediate you're going to see ROI when you do run those short-term campaigns. The better conversion metrics you're going to have, the more direct traffic you're going to have to your website, uh, the more organic you know reach you're going to have on all your social media profiles. So brand is something you can't necessarily measure in some capacities, but it's something that every organization should focus on and spend effort and time and money on without any expectation of a short-term return on investment because it's going to pay dividends tenfold in the long run. And it doesn't really matter what industry you're in unless you're, you know, hey, we're a company, we only have one or two clients and we don't want any more clients. Then yeah, you don't need to build a brand. But other than that, even if it's a very small, tight-knit, you know, niche community, let's be at the top of that community. Be known as that thought leader. Be the actual brand of that industry. Uh, and it's going to benefit you in the long run and actually make your marketing a lot less expensive because, like I said, you're going to have a larger reach, larger audience. Yeah, I think people underestimate how much we as individuals like rely on a brand when you're buying the product. Like you go to the, um, you know, you're trying to buy a product at your local Walgreens or whatever. There's the brand and then there's a generic. The brand is like eight times more money, and 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 the generic is ninety seven percent the same thing, except it doesn't have a brand. And so you wonder why do you charge that much more? Is because of that brand, right? So today you can change the destiny of your company by building that brand because we gravitate towards brand. Mm -hmm. So if you can be the leader in that space, you would be able to charge eight times more because you've established yourself as a brand. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's and, hard to and you won't have to. Yeah, you won't. You can charge more. And you want to spend as much to get those Correct. customers because they already know who you are. And so, when that time of need comes, they might not even go to Google and start that search process that we've all like developed exactly. in our mind of this is how the search process works. They might just think about you, like, oh, I need help with marketing. Let me reach out to Solomon because he I, he's an expert. Exactly. You don't even go to Google and look for a marketing agency, right? So, you're gonna you don't have to spend money on the Google ads. You don't have to spend money on SEO. You don't. You know, you've already built that brand. So. There's a lot of things that you can't necessarily measure. It's not going to show up in a Google Analytics report, um, but it's going to drive revenue. Love it. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening. And let's get back to our topic for the day. All right. So next myth, marketing myth that we hear all the time is that 
uh, I'm going to outsource this and it's going to be cheaper just to outsource. So can you really outsource your entire marketing? And if so, is that going to be cheaper than just doing it in-house? I like that. I like that a lot because I think I have that mindset too. Being an entrepreneur, if you're not an expert at it, mm-hmm. don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do my own payroll. I don't want to do my own taxes because that's not my forte. I want to outsource it. But I think when it comes to marketing, there's some things you can outsource, some things you cannot outsource. Um, there's highly technical things that you probably shouldn't take all the time in the world trying to figure it out because you'll take it away from running your business, doing the operations. But there are things in marketing that you should do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it will be far less expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, social media management. A lot of times you want to post what's happening inside your business, inside the four walls of yeah. your building, your plant, whatever it is. Nobody's going to come take a picture, go home, polish it and upload it for less than what it takes you to take your phone out, post it, make a story, create something dynamic in the moment, celebrate somebody's birthday, posting it on Facebook. No outsourced firm is going to come in, take a picture, go home and post it and yeah. cost you less. Yeah. But again, trying to figure out your SEO or your Facebook ads or your, you know what I mean? Your strategy for drip or, you know, defining even the, the very thing that you should be doing next to grow. That's probably something that you shouldn't try to attempt on your own. Right. Yeah. So I would look at it as the actual cost and then the opportunity cost. It's like, you know, you answered with is marketing expensive? Like it's not as expensive as not doing marketing. So even certain things you could outsource might be cheaper, but it's more expensive in the long run because you're costing your money. You're costing your company money. Right. So social media is a good example. I would almost say, depending on your industry, just the content in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at the price per word or the price per social media post, it might be cheaper than what well, will be cheaper than having a someone sit in your office, you know, for a forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar a year salary. But how effective is that, right? You how expensive is it to outsource the you know, content that should be done by a subject matter expert rather than doing it by a subject matter expert. So I would look at what you should outsource is like you said, you said it, you answered it at the very beginning is what are you an expert at and what are you not an expert at? Yep. You're an expert at your business and your customers. So writing about, talking about, the creating the messaging, the challenges, you can't outsource that because the no e-book. one else knows that. Your social media, you can't outsource that in the way that we're talking about it. You can out, the strategy you can outsource, you can have help with the strategy and distributing the content but the actual knowledge no one else is going to know your business like you know your business then there's the technical components right you mentioned seo and ppc and social media ads there's experts that do that better than someone that you would have in-house because that's what they do so whatever you're an expert at and people miss that piece right there which is you're an expert at your business and knowing your customer and knowing their challenges so don't outsource that portion of the strategy or the content creation or the social media posting because you know you can't outsource the fact that someone is sitting in your office. And also you know where the industry is headed as a whole that nobody else can predict, right? You see it every day. You know where the competition is going. You know where the customers are going. If you know that five years out, you mm-hmm. can guide the ship in the right direction. Sure. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. Uh, SEO is a one-time project. Yeah. It's uh, like this thing, you know, on the WordPress, you just punch it in where it says SEO. Yeah. Well, the SEO button and the SEO switch. You forget about that. So that is something I hear really far too common, far too often. I don't know why. Maybe it is because there are, you know, Yoast and those type of SEO plugins and 
the idea of on-page optimization or there's SEO tools that do audits. I mean, we have our own tool that does an audit. And so I think that's why is that, okay, whether it's 10 errors that you see in the audit or 10,000 errors, the question is how long until you fix all these errors or what happens after you fix this, right? Yeah. So when you look at SEO, the problem is SEO is very broad and very vague, right? Search engine optimization. You're literally optimizing your website so that it is structured and conducive for search engines and actually preferred by search engine, right? You're trying to get your content to be visible. So Google is changing multiple times every day. The competition is changing. Your website should be evolving and changing all the time. It's, it's not a one-time thing. There's a lot of one-time fixes. Um, if you have broken links on your website or you know, you're know you missing, you don't, and there's small things, right? You don't have SSL certificate. Okay, it was a one-time thing. Uh, for now, <laughs> yeah. until it expires. And there's another one-time thing. It's not mobile responsive. It's a one-time fix. Rewriting all the title tags and meta descriptions or adding a category page for your product or adding a service area page. Those are one-time implementation things. But it's like multiple one-time sprints forever. That's really what SEO is because you're continuing to improve your website and make a better user experience. So in no means is an SEO a one-time thing or a one-year thing true SEO, truly optimizing your website and web properties for search engines um, is forever. Uh, I mean, we don't even know, I mean, it sounds crazy to say, but you, you don't even know that Google is going to be the search engine 20 years. I mean, 20 years ago, yeah. it wasn't. So, yeah. you know, what's to say that something might not change? Your web, you might not even have a website. You might just submit your content to Google and it just spits out the answer when somebody searches. So, of the um, day, our website at google.com slash the company name. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just don't know. So true SEO is is constantly moving and improving to whatever is happening in the industry. Love it. Love it. All right. So we're going on to the next myth. All Ready? right. Yeah. I'm, I'll, you're answering this sure. myth, right? So oh, this is a good one. So the myth is that, you know, my customers are not online. Right. We hear this all the time. Uh, you know, I'm in X industry or I'm in Y industry or I'm B2B. So you know, my customers are online, so I don't need to do digital marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one, too, because I laugh every time I hear it. As if this person that's calling me just sent me an email mm-hmm. scheduling the meeting. Aren't you online when yeah. you send me that? I mean, yeah. really? Right. <laughs> Did you not use Zoom? Yeah. Uh, I love that one because you can see how naive they are about marketing, right. to be honest. I mean, we run B2B campaigns on Facebook ads. Like right. that would be funny if yeah. you know that wasn't true, but it works. So I don't care what industry you're in, we're dealing with humans and we all have phones and we're all connected to the web and we all have yeah. 4G LTE. Right. They are online. It's not like they don't have computers and yeah. they write on pieces of paper. Yeah. I don't know and, how to answer let, that. Yeah, unless you're <laughs> selling uh, some sort of uh, you know farm equipment to the Amish. Um, yeah, exactly. Customer, Even your, they probably have tablets. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, I think the idea comes from that's not how it's done today or that's not how we get business, right? But we don't get business through our website. So therefore, my customers don't Come look on, for things look. online. Well, it's probably you're not doing anything. If you're not doing anything, you're not doing it effectively, then you can't say that your customers are online. Maybe you didn't get your customers from online sources right now. Doesn't mean there's not an opportunity. Uh, certainly doesn't mean your customers are online in general. 
someone from that company has a Facebook account or is on LinkedIn or uses Google or checks the weather or, or looks at ESPN or yeah. watches videos on YouTube or anything. I mean, listen listens, to a podcast listens on to Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, right. Your clients are connected to the internet somehow, and you need to figure out how to get in front of them. Uh, and educate them and, and that's really yeah even if your business came from completely like referral based business that it has to be a sign off from somebody else it doesn't mean you can build brand awareness yeah. you can it doesn't mean you can build you know problem aware and all of that stuff so love it thank you for that question we love that mentality <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we we hope to find you the right customers <laughs> one day online so what's the last minute? last one is social media is for b2c only mm-hmm. all right so if i'm not a b2c makeup brand why do i need facebook right yeah same idea is that um well i'm b2b so we can't use social media or i can't use you know twitter or i can't use facebook right i shouldn't be advertising on instagram or posting on instagram because my i'm b2b right but b2b is you know b to B right. to C or however you want to look at it. I mean, it's business to person, right? There's a person at the other end of that computer, that phone, whatever you're doing um, that is making that decision. And those people absolutely are on social media, right? So we need to build a presence. We need to get in front of those people. And social media is a great way to do that. I mean, like you said, we have tons of B2B organizations that spend uh, effort, time, resources, and money to create content, promote content um, on B2C, right? I say that with air quotes, B2C platforms like Facebook and like Instagram uh, because they're great platforms. And especially if your competitors have that same mindset, if you're the only, you know, one of your companies in that industry that has an active, you know, following on Instagram, you're way ahead of the competition. So yeah, you don't look at it as B2B, B2C platforms. I mean, there's certainly different types of content that will play better on LinkedIn or look better on Instagram than others. So you have to look at each campaign and each strategy accordingly and create content for that platform. But social media in general for B2B organizations is absolutely effective. Yeah. And I, and I love that one too. It's like, like you said, we're all human beings. We are checking Facebook pages and Facebook groups and watching video on Facebook. Yeah. It's, it's not just for B2C. And how many B2B ads that I've seen and I've signed up for that product from a social ad? b2b company promoting in a social platform to a business owner and we happen to see it and we share with each other and say i saw this tool i saw this cool little thing i saw this training why don't you check it out i would have probably never googled that or i never probably would have come across that right well that's especially important if you're trying to like you said disrupt the market or you've created a new product or, or service that maybe someone's not actively searching for or not in the market for um you have to you have to love your social media because that's where people are at. I yep. mean, back in the day, you might have done a radio ad or a, a TV ad or something like that, but now, I mean, it's more effective to share some or you know promote something on Facebook or YouTube than it would be to you know take out a you know ad in the newspaper like you used to, Absolutely. right? So it's it's ridiculous to say that um, yeah, social media is only for for B two C. Definitely a myth. All right, so let's wrap this episode up. Mm-hmm. In terms of the the myths that we we went through, you know, these are common myths that that we hear all the time. Um, that you know, marketing is expensive, or it's a, only a long term game, or you should see immediate ROI. Don't you know? Don't spend money where you can't measure it. Outsourcing, I'm going to outsource all my marketing because it's going to be cheaper. 
SEO is just a one-time project and you can move on to other marketing channels. And then the final two is that, you know, our customers aren't online or that social media is only for B2C. Uh, it's not for B2B. It's not meant for B2B companies. So these are common marketing myths that uh, I think we officially debunked in this episode. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. As always, subscribe to the podcast. Like if you have questions or topics you want us to cover, uh, feel free to reach out to us on our website. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you can do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight All right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.